Hey guys, it's Danny Clues, and you're listening to Global X Venture. I have here Adwa with me. Uh, hey, Adwa. Hi. Hey. So, Adwa, tell us where you're from. Uh, you can give us your first and last name and everything, and then where you're from, and um, like basically what you've studied, and kind of like your. I don't know. Just tell us a little bit about you. Yeah. Um, my name is Adjo Atilia. I'm from Ghana. I was born and raised there. Um, I came to the school, uh, I came to the States in 2016 to attend college. I started majoring in nursing, but then I switched to social work. Um, I'll be graduating this May. And yeah, um, I guess a little bit about my family, my What's it called? My so I'm adopted. My biological family is Ghanaian. Um, my adoptive father is Ghanaian as well. Um, but my adoptive mother, she's African American. She's from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, but that's I still consider myself Ghanaian just because I was born and raised there. I'm more familiar with that mm-hmm. concept. Um, yeah. So yeah. Hey, well, I've known Ajwa. Ajwa, how did we meet? I'm trying to remember how we. I feel like soccer, maybe. Was it soccer? Because we joined the same soccer team or something, right? Like. I remember your face even before, because we used to play against you, and I remember like thinking, "Wow, this girl is so aggressive. She's so annoying." (laughs) And yeah, and then I think later we joined the same team. Right, because did, did we know each other before? I think maybe because I mean, I feel like maybe because of was it the was it Shepherd's house that we met or? I mean, I feel like we have a lot of mutual friends. Because yeah. I feel like I don't know. I feel like I probably saw you with someone or someone I knew knew you or something like that. Right, right, yeah, true. Oh, and guys, guys, guys that are listening, Adjoa is single. Yes. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yup. So uh, hit me up, guys. How old are you, Adora? Twenty-one. Just twenty-one, guys. You can take her out for drinks. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, um, yeah, yeah. I think I think we, there was something like that. But yeah, me and Adora played on the same soccer team together. And then what did what else did we do? We like. I don't know, I the same same uh, church go to the same church uh, a lot of the same friends <laughs> yeah I don't even know it just happened it just happened God's grace and, and his is love <laughs> but um, yeah so anyway I just wanted to talk to you kind of about you know uh, your culture and like what um, I guess like you know a topic that you're very passionate about I know like we had a conversation about it is the African mentality but more so even just the even just the Ghanaian mentality like I guess you explained it better but like basically uh I guess we could start with that I think Ghanaians I mean obviously I can't speak for all Africans or all Ghanaians but um I think Ghanaians like we are hardworking, and I think we do want what's best for our country um mm-hmm. but we're not willing to make the sacrifices necessary mm-hmm. and we're not willing to put the effort into it um mm-hmm. 
just we'd rather we accept the state we're in now instead of and we'd rather depend on others for help instead of you know trying to help ourselves instead of um fighting the i don't know the status quo you know right right um, and how would you explain like the current status is like right now like you know even positives and negatives like what would you say like like i guess explain to people that are more on the outside like if you were to explain to someone on the outside like what is ghana like or what is like what are the positives and negatives and what like what contributes to that mentality in the in light of those positives and positives and negatives um so i'll start with the positives because there's a lot of positives um mm-hmm. yeah like the like the jollof rice i'm not you know <laughs> i probably just lost all of our uh all of our listeners now i mean like the ones that you know okay i'll keep going keep going though. <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah obviously we have the best jollof we have great food um <laughs> and i think we just have a very rich vibrant culture there's so much meaning there's so much richness to it um Ghanaians, I think we're just very creative people. Um, mm. Like, yeah, we just, we, we know how to just make light of any situation and just bring joy. Um, and it's interesting, like, honestly, despite all the negative or whatever, Ghanaians are very creative. They're very innovative. Because I mm-hmm. think that even when I went home for Christmas, um, literally everywhere every time when i go back it's always something new i mean mm-hmm. it's a developing country and it develops very very fast because every time we go back it's like something that wasn't there is there now and this thing has been removed so there's always a new restaurant a new boutique a new this a new that um, mm-hmm. and i think the nins are very creative we have so much what's the word potential um, yeah especially the youth majority of the population um i believe i could be wrong but i believe it's like under the age of 25 um mm-hmm. so yeah i think the nans are just so talented so passionate um yeah just i feel like they're great i mean obviously i'm biased because i'm a good name but you know <laughs> um okay hey yeah you can it's, speak well on your country yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. also uh what's the word, like, community-minded. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even seeing that with my dad, he was the first person from his town to finish high school, go get a bachelor's, mm-hmm. got, a, got a master's, got a PhD, got two PhDs, um, mm-hmm. went to America, like, all these things. And after doing all of that, he came back and, you know, he gave back to his community. He started a school. He started... Uh, boarding school he started not a boarding school like primary school up to jhs junior high school and then he started a teacher training college and so he's not the only one that does those types of things a lot of Ghanaians, when they do make it when they Mm -hmm. you know get the resources they come back and they give back um yeah you know i've noticed that about Ghanaians actually like i really have it's like they all want to give back and I think that's such a beautiful thing. Like, I mean, not even comparing to other countries, but even just in, in that sense, it's like, it's, it's, it's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, yeah, that's just something that I appreciate as well. Um, mm-hmm. and lots of positives, but I guess I'll move on. Um, 
like I said, the downside to, and again, not all, but some, I cannot speak for every single individual in Ghana, but just I know that there's a lot of corruption in the government. There is a lot of corruption in the quote system, which is non-existent. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're, the police don't do their job. They just, when they stop you, they just want money to go and buy lunch and then they'll let you go. Like they don't stop you for any real reason. You know, there's, yeah. the healthcare system is not good. Um, there isn't much help for like mental health people. Um, yeah, like it's just, there's a lot of inconsistencies um, and there are people trying to do the right thing per se, but it's almost like even if you try, you can't because everyone else around you is corrupted. And it's mm. like you either, either you give up and you become like them mm. or mm-hmm. you have to like fight and it's hard. It's easier to just like, okay, I'm just going to be like them. You know, I'm just going to accept yeah. this vibe and give up what I was trying to do. Um, and honestly, I don't, I don't really understand the root of it all. Like, I don't know, maybe it's greed. People just want money to send their kids abroad to buy fancy cars, buy big houses. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. For me, it's like, I generally want what's best for the country. And I would assume that people in the government and parliament and the president, they want what's best for the country. But Obviously, like, that's not the case. They just care about filling their pockets up with money. Um, mm. And again, I don't know. I don't know why people are greedy. It's really sad. Um, so that's definitely one side that I am not proud of. Like, I wish there wasn't so much corruption. Um, and mm-hmm. The government, just the people in general like to complain about a lot of things, but they won't take the necessary steps to create change <laughs> like Ghani mm-hmm. yeah type thing um not saying it's easy um but I know some people that like don't try at all like all they do is complain and they just kind of perpetrate the system you know mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's just one side of it and I mean obviously we're we're still developing like it's gotten better than how it was like 10 10 years ago um yeah, for sure. So, mm-hmm. There's still progress to be made. Um, and I mean, given the whole current, what's it called? COVID, corona situation, like, yeah, it, it, it forces, well, I, I would hope so, but like it forces people to really take a look at the healthcare system and definitely mm-hmm. for our people because you know, because we have to close our borders because typically most presidents, when they get sick, they go to like London or South Africa to go get treatment. Right. You can't get mm-hmm. treatment in your own country. That's the mm-hmm. problem. And so I hope that this kind of sheds light on, you know, like the healthcare system and even stuff with the economy and how mm-hmm. losing jobs. And so, yeah, just different things like that. Yeah, I really think this coronavirus is really shedding light in almost every country and where it is weak 
in this fact in in the, in the sense of like healthcare in the sense of you know even in the sense of community incentive and all that kind of stuff so like i mean it's already great that you know um ghana is a uh collectivist kind of culture already mm-hmm. and so like for them to kind of like you know family and think about family and the family unit before thinking about themselves um whereas in this country like we're in the u.s we're like we're individualistic we think about ourselves first so like even for the u.s to go into isolation and quarantine and all that like is like crazy hard for us but like i kind of wonder like what what is that looking like have you kept up with what's going on there as far as coronavirus yeah i've been talking to my family um Mm -hmm. they're quarantined as well um Mm -hmm. But I think last time I checked, there are there have been 152 cases. I don't okay. know how many deaths, but I know there's 152 cases of people that have been infected. Mm. And they shut yeah. down borders like last week, I think. Um, okay. But yeah, I know they sprayed down the markets, like the major markets in Accra. Mm-hmm. And they shut down, the president shut down all schools, both public and private, for four weeks. Wow, wow yeah. Um, okay. I don't know about universities. I think maybe they also shut down, probably. Probably, more than likely. <laughs> yeah, because it seems like, yeah, people are following those protocols at least. So, hmm. hopefully, I just like, yeah, We. I guess it's just, but yeah, I mean, I, and also just in the sense of like, what do you think it will take for like Ghanaians to um, kind of just, uh, how do I say, like, w- like, I guess, change their, like, change their pattern of like, you know, falling into corruption or like, you know, just like, I, I guess like, because, you know, you said your your dad does a really good job of not you know, falling that way, but, like, it's, like, how does it, what does it take to have that mentality or to keep that rock-hard mentality, you know? Because I guess you, you're saying you, you're not sure what it is, but, like, what do you think, on the other hand, ta- what does it take for someone to just stay strong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Hmm, I don't even know if there's a true answer, but, I mean, I know from my father, he's a member of parliament, one important thing for him is his faith. He's a Christian. Mm-hmm. you know that's something that is very important to him um and you know a lot of these people in parliament claim to be christian um you know some are muslim right. you know everybody claims to have a religion but that doesn't mean they follow it all the way through but um that's true i think faith is one thing um i don't know i think based on your background maybe and this is because when you come from, I don't want to say poor or nothing, but when when you grow up not having a lot and then, you know, you get older and you establish yourself and you have all these things, it, like, it can either go two ways. It can either be like you're grateful and you give back because you know how it feels not to have much or you can get so caught up because you were used to having nothing and now you have a lot, then you just become greedy and... Mm-hmm. You know, you lose sight of what's important, um, and I don't, I don't know what's the case for all these government officials, um, but maybe I think maybe it's just fear. Oh, mm-hmm. 
Because I know part of, I know, when was it? I think it was last year, two years ago. But there was this whole thing about how there was a documentary made about that basically exposed some college professors would, uh, like students, female students would have sex with college professors so that they could pass their classes. Basically. Oh my gosh, yeah. So, and see, that's not just with like, college professors like people in the government people in parliament for female workers like that's something that's very real for them and it's that fact that mm-hmm. if i want something done or if i want this job i have to sleep with you to get it and if i don't i'm not gonna have a job even though i'm qualified for it you know what i mean mm-hmm. um, so unfortunately yeah. that's the case and <laughs> i mean i don't know i guess that's how bribery works like I'll mm-hmm. pay you money yeah. if you don't tell my secret type thing or you know I'll pay you money if you vote for me or you know and it's whew. yeah it's it's just almost like the sad reality of even the rest of the world too there's so much corruption especially in developing countries like and especially when it comes to sex trafficking and ex- the exploitation of women and like it's just it's just like this ongoing problem, but you know, I think like we can we can even just like have like hope in the fact that there's a lot of like, you know, feminist groups and stuff that are very speaking out against these things. And I think as we continually like go like, you know, go back to uh, you know, the, our our countries and stuff or or if you continue to go back to their countries and stuff that they'll be able to, you know, uh, provide programs or uh, start organizations like I think those are the the biggest uh, I think like almost like I guess biggest ways to get on the offensive side of of these these issues right like I mean at least that's how I imagine yeah it's like, that's why these, I'm yeah. excited for our generation like people mm-hmm. my age and up that are you know they're getting their degrees now they're starting their nonprofits and stuff I'm excited to see you know where we're at in 50 years when go back when you know because in 50 years this whole generation that's in government you know they're gonna be dead you know what i mean um, and so yeah mm-hmm. the people that come after them they think differently um they're in class they have a different mentality um because that's one of the major problems now since well not since independence per se but for a long time, the mentality has been the same. The cycle of corruption has been the same. And just right. in the few past years that there's been evidence of like people trying to expose the corruption, people genuinely trying to serve the people in an honest way. Um, and I think maybe one thing for the corruption is people, it's either like they're lazy, they don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. Or it's like they're not willing to take a risk um like they're not willing to sacrifice any of their own time or money they'd rather just sit back and be comfortable in their nice car and their nice houses like they actually don't work Mm -hmm. they just want to enjoy the benefits of it um yeah and it's like laziness and fear i think one way to overcome that I don't know, man. I think just surrounding yourself with the right people. It's true. Yeah. The right people mm-hmm. And just reminding yourself of like 
where you came from, why you're doing this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's, it's so easy to get caught up. And some people like, they don't care. Really? Like they know what they're doing and they they still don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I think it, it's really, I guess, yeah, you're right. You like you make a really good point because like, I think it really is all about who you're surrounding yourself with, who are your leaders, who are your mentors, because the people that lead you, the people that you're surrounded with, like that, that is what will kind of show you like, you know, it shows you who you are and it shows you also where you could go. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And if people aren't giving that example directly, then it's almost like they have to kind of make up some something for themselves or just look to the next person. And that next person might not necessarily be like, you know, the best leader or the best um, example in their life, you know? And I think you, I think we even touched on that the other day when we were talking personally and like how that even... Uh, kind of like moved you towards uh, pursuing social work and everything right like mm-hmm. um, just being around the right people and pursuing like kind of you know what you're passionate about and um, yeah like tell me about how like you know what um, like you know what you want to do especially like um, did, like have you like cause I think we were talking about it but like um, I kind of I kind of remember if you do you want to go back to Ghana like eventually yes, that's and, my and, uh, long-term plan I know I would have to be here I'm gonna go get a master's after my undergrad and obviously I need work experience like if I go back right now with no experience no training no money no resources I can't really help anybody out right yes eventually when I establish myself and I have everything I need the plan is to go back the plan is to establish a non-profit um it doesn't necessarily have to be a nonprofit, but establish a program or establish something that can help the Ghanaian people grow, something that can help the Ghanaian mm-hmm. economy, society advance and flourish. So eventually, yes, I would like to go back and live there. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. And like, yeah, you know, you you know, I think we also even talked about it, but you even touched on it just a second ago about how like our generation, just being excited for our generation and everything like it's true like I think um even just millennials all over the world have like just a different almost like this different um I don't know I think we were all born with something inside us that's just different like we're going to change this world like for the better yeah you know as long as we what's I guess as long as we stay true to ourselves and as long as we heed good advice because as much as I'm excited for this generation, um, the thing that keeps cycles going is there'll be a new generation, but then they listen to everything the old generation does and then repeat the same thing. That could exactly. pretty much yeah. happen, but I, I don't believe that that's going to happen with us just because, like you said, we're so different. So different. Like, because mm-hmm. I think about, okay, my dad, you know, people his age, that's everybody who's in parliament right now. Um, 50 years they're not going to be there it's going to be a whole different group of people who think differently that were raised in different times my dad was born in like 1961 I now got our independence Mm -hmm. 1957 so he grew up in a very very different era and so I think in 50 years when it's going to be our generation the people that grew up in the age of Instagram and Snapchat and iPhone 11 and you know, when it's us 
mm-hmm. gonna be yeah. quote the big dogs. I think there's gonna be right. great changes and hopefully <laughs> positive changes um for the better. So definitely. Yeah. No, like yo, we've I mean like I'm not saying that it makes us a better the better generation or anything like that, but like we've seen like dial from dial up no internet to dial up to like you know to like box what what do you call it the the um brick phones to the first razor all the way to like iphone 11 and like the technology rising and like we really just like i mean we've seen our world change and we've also seen it from like the the a time of intolerance to a time of like tolerance and i say that with like you know a grain of salt but like in the sense of like you know just a lot of things that I've yeah happened, there definitely you know has I mean? been like more progression for sure and I, I mm-hmm. see that even even in Ghana it's still has a long way to go in terms of like how women are treated because there is still a lot exactly. of sexism there um but it's right. like you said mm-hmm. it's definitely gotten better um I think people are becoming more open-minded and they're not right putting people in boxes and placing them in like oh this is your job this is your role this is all you can ever be mm-hmm. right right and I think that's also due to globalization like even just people being able to go exactly. and see and just yeah like that open like you just said the open being open-minded like I think w- the more open-minded we become the more we allow for change and the more we allow and see you know I mean we the more we even seek change yeah. as well because like yeah like I mean and I think like you know this is a time to not sit down and be lazy. I think, like, you know, we got to encourage, like, other millennials and the, the generations, like, um, coming up, you know, like, even even Generation Z or X or what is it called? Is it Generation what? I don't even know. Girl, this generation, the, the okay, I'll just say TikTok generation. The TikTok generation. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean... I just hope they're not like honestly. Okay, I was just saying I want. I'm I'm kind of worried about the TikTok generation, only because mm. I, I think it is Generation Z, Generation Z. I have no idea, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, I think it's Generation. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, basically, I'm kind of worried about them because all they've ever known is technology. So I kind of wonder mm. like what that's gonna look like because that's that's kind of be like it's going to be interesting anyway mm-hmm. and our kids yeah, are going to yeah. be interesting too because they're only going to ever have known technology but then right. maybe they'll know a little bit of something else because then they'll know the goods and bads of technology and how <laughs> i don't know but anyway not to get too off topic but um yeah i mean no that's true and i feel like that's how the the older generation thought about us they're like i don't know about these these youngins i don't know mm-hmm. you know um, exactly. I think there's definitely pros and cons. When I see when I see them TikTok videos, I'd be like, "What?" But and even when I when I meet kids and they're like, "Yeah, I was born in 2013." I'm just like, "What?" <laughs> what? 2013? Wait a second. How old would they be now? Like seven? That's you're like seven. Yeah. When I meet these my little cousins and stuff, I'm just like, "Oh my goodness." Girl, that makes you really old. 23. <laughs> I was in college right then, so like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Ooh. Yeah, but I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I'll try yeah. not to be like pessimistic yeah. about it. Yeah. Uh, some of them like they follow. They follow us. Mm-hmm. They follow what they've seen. 
Um, but then obviously some of the stuff, like you said, they grew up only knowing technology. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it's good. Yeah, yeah hopefully. hopefully. And I think it's, we also we also have to continually be open minded. Like we can't we can't just preach. Uh, we have to practice what we preach and continually be open minded to even what their what their generation could possibly teach us. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. while we might think we've seen it all in some sense or another, one day we're probably gonna be those old people that eh, I've seen it all. Like well, I've lived exactly. through this pandemic. Like you know. Exactly. <laughs> but I mean, they they lived through a pandemic too, I guess, in some result. But um, but I'm just saying, like, more in the sense of like, you know, we we also gotta keep our minds open to like any generation to teach us um something new. You know what I mean? Um, and like I I know like the older generation, like you know they've they've seen it like I think they've you know they've also seen life in a different um light in the sense of like even culture in the sense of even this racism and and like they've seen it like there's still racism today mm-hmm. but they, like we see it di- like we see it in a different light as opposed to how they saw it or like even like you know even being at one point um being mixed and stuff like that was like not okay at one point you know what I mean or yeah. or like you know all these things like that are like okay now and like kind of mind-blowing now is like you are, I'm sorry, not mind blowing now. Mind blowing before is not no. like it's it's like the norm now, you know. Yeah. So I'm kind of wondering what norms will be like. I guess re or what things that blow our mind now will be norm later, you know, all that kind of stuff too. So yeah, but yeah, I just kind of wonder though, like you know. So like, I mean, hey, that's that's good though. Like you know, um, what um. I think I'm trying to look back at like some of the things that we also talked about. Like, um, you were talking about how imperialization, sorry, imperial, imperial imperialism is a new colonization. What did you mean by that? Like, back, it, I guess. Oh my goodness. Okay. Wow. I feel like I made myself sound smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. So. Nah, I just googled the word imperialism. So it means a policy of extending a country's power and influence through diplomacy or military force. Mm. Um, so imperialism, the main difference between that and colonialism is Mm. that colonialism is a policy of acquiring full or partial political control over a country. Um, so yeah, like I said, back in the days. We were colonized by the British because they had total control and they were actually physically in Ghana, you mm. know, controlling us. But now there's imperialism where we're still being controlled. Like Britain, to some extent, still has power over us. And now it's not even Britain so much as China that okay. has a lot of power over us, even though you know, they're not physically, I mean, some of them aren't in Ghana, but you know, it's not like we still have our own president, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Still have yeah. our freedom, but we don't have as much power, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, imperialism, I, I believe is the new colonialism, just because of how China is taking over a lot of the trades and the imports and exports and just... Right. <sighs> 
Yeah, and that's a whole nother frustration for you too. Like, like you've been telling me, like even just um, Coco and the fa- Coco farmers, and not really, you know, making money off of it and everything. Like, right? Like, yeah, that's one thing. Um, and another thing is just what's it called? I know with the gold mining, Galamse, um, Galamse is like illegal. Um, Because there's certain areas for people to mine gold that's monitored by the government. But what happens is some of the, not all, okay, but (laughs) some of the Chinese come through and they start mining for gold. Um, And, you know, I I read an article the other day where there's these children that are mixed, half, half Chinese, half Ghanaian, because the Chinese workers end up raping the Ghanaian women in the community. And then they're just left with all these mixed babies that nobody wants. You know what I mean? Um, Right. The Chinese don't want it, obviously. And so Mm -hmm. if the mother is left with the mother to take care of it, if she doesn't want to take care of it, then the children are just left. And it makes me sad because one, you're stealing our gold illegally. Mm. You're raping women. Three, creating orphans. Like, right. Ugh. Anyway. That is, that is, uh, that's, that's really, that's heavy. That's really heavy. Ugh. Man. Man, there's like, yeah. So this, it seems that, like, you know, I don't know. Do you think that, like, these things are being hidden, like, from, like, the, like, general knowledge, or is it just out there? Like, because I feel like, people by now would be doing something about it, but they're not doing anything about it? Or what do you think is uh, done about it? Like I said, a lot of things Ghanaians know. Are they going to get up and do something about it? No. Are they going to complain mm-hmm. about it? Yes. Mm. Um, like, well, for me, I know these things to be true. Um, it might not be known. Like, it probably wouldn't be on CNN or anything, you know, it, right. it might not be like a world headline per se, but people know they're not ignorant to what's happening. They know this mm-hmm. is happening. Um, but then again, it comes the whole thing of like us being dependent on others. The reason the president and the government allows the Chinese to come is because we're getting something in exchange for that. You know, we're in mm-hmm. so much debt. <laughs> oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like we allow them to come in you know, do illegal mining, come in with our fishing industry, da-da-da, all these things. Um, I'm not exactly sure what we get in exchange. I would have to do more research on that. But at the end of the day, like, is it worth it? Because Mm -hmm. you're just digging a a bigger hole for yourself. Um, You're just making yourself more dependent. And the thing is, like, 10 years ago, it wasn't this bad. Like, everybody knew the Chinese were here. But now it's like they're really here, here. Like it's their power has has grown and it has extended. Um, and if we're not careful, again, I sound like some expert. I'm not an expert. Like anybody can feel free to fact check me. But mm-hmm. if yeah. we're careful, we could quote. Well, I mean, we would still, again, we still have our quote freedom. We have our own president. But it's like we don't actually control anything because mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. no power. We have no real access 
You know, it's almost like we're a puppet. We do what they say because they know that we need them. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's kind of, that is scary. That is really scary. But, you know, I'm like, like you said, like, I'm hoping that, you know, the leaders, the upcoming leaders and everything will be able to make changes, you know what I mean? The changes that they've wanted to see for a while, you know? And, um, yeah, and like you said, everybody in Parliament, everything, it, it's like, you know, they're all in there. They're all, they're still, they're all the people that were born in the 60s and so on. And so, yeah, I mean, it, this is a time for change. And I think, like, you know, things are changing. Um, if at all, like, you know, I wonder, like, even what this pandemic will bring, um, like, what results will come of this, this pandemic um, in the sense of, like, leadership and, like, what, like, basically, it'll show where people are weak in leadership because this, this has, has to do with everything. It has to do with economic, the economy. It has to do with health. It has to do with business. It has to do with absolutely, like, everything um, w- in regards to a country and and its 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 health. Or it, it's a country and its its well-being in the sense of every aspect, you know? Right. Yeah. So I think it'll really expose and show where improvement is needed more than anything, if at all. Yeah, but then there's also a fear of, okay, we could get through all of this, you know, however long mm-hmm. that's going to take. <laughs> but Oof. we could hopefully get through all of this, but then things still stay the same. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Also that yeah. Because I don't know why, but for some reason, it's like no matter how bad things get, mm. people don't learn. It's like well it's over with let's just go back to how it was i mean i would hope that that's not what happens but i know that's still a possibility um it's true it is a possibility like even yeah go ahead sorry i was just saying i hope it does get better and i hope that that's not what ends up happening Mm -hmm. yeah no for real because i think even the biggest thing is like you know even even like just around looking around the world right now, the things that are improving just because people are staying at home, you know what I mean? Like even everything from the 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 uh, canals in Italy to the the air pollution in China. Like I'm just kind of like, if we don't see like right now, like how just detrimental, like or how like you know just. I don't know, like how we're not doing our job or how we're not addressing certain issues appropriately. Like, if anything will show us anything now, it's this this whole situation. But like, you know, you pray that things don't have to get this bad, like before people actually wake up, you know, or something else worse has to happen yeah. for someone to wake up mm-hmm. and say, hey, like, let's put our feet down. Like, let's put our foot down and, 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 and make a change that we want to see, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-mm-mm. life is interesting like that but um yeah so um let's see Mm-mm-mm. i wonder is there anything else you want to touch on as far as like i guess as far as ghana and like what are your favorite actually let's let's, let's end on a sweet note like what's your favorite parts about ghana like in the sense of like like food culture um i don't know like dance i don't know like yeah like have at it um what what are what are things that people like that don't know much about ghana should know about ghana as far as like like um 
Like, yeah, like, I guess your favorite parts and then, like, also that. Mm. People always ask me this, and I, I don't know what to say. I always <laughs> say food, obviously, because I like to eat, but... <laughs> hey, um, I like to eat, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. I mean, since I'm here, like, a lot of things I miss while I'm here, I miss, like, the weather, the food. I just miss mm-hmm. the, I don't know the word, the openness or whatever. Because right. I take, for example, if I'm driving down the street or if I'm walking down the street, you know, there's there's a fruit stand on the side of the street. You know, you could get mm-hmm. anything. Like when you're on the main, on the highway, I guess, like to the Kwashi, you could get a sponge, you could get windshield wipers, you could get shoes. No, legit. Thing <laughs> sitting inside of your car while you're in traffic. And That's crazy. That's talking is illegal, but obviously nobody's gonna stop that. Um, Wait, what's illegal? They call it hawking, H-A-W-K-I-N-G. Um, okay. It's called something else. You know when you're like standing there for no reason or something? Oh, like loitering, yeah. Loitering. Yeah. I wouldn't consider that loitering because they they're selling, you know. But, right. Um. Ideally, you're you're not supposed to sell in traffic because that's dangerous. But I don't know if or if yeah, I don't know if anybody would stop that because at this point it's normal. But I like it's, it's part like of it. Yeah. You're able to do that. I like going to the market. I just, you know, there's people everywhere because I remember coming here and. When you drive down the road, like, it's empty. The only time I saw somebody on the side of the road was somebody was selling newspapers, like, the corner of the gas station, you know? Mm-hmm, For the most mm-hmm. part, it's not, I don't know, I guess here everything is so structured, um, mm. which is good. It's good in a sense, you know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, what's the word? I guess Ghana is more fluid the way everything is run is more relaxed yeah oh okay I like that yeah it sounds like and like even just like uh you know that sounds like like it just it's like it's very like to you it's a very like relaxed culture but also just like like they sound very free and just like anything like anything well not anything goes but just like oops yeah like just I don't know. It just sounds. It sounds so chill. That sounds. Like, yeah. I, I need to go visit. Yeah, yeah and honestly, like it's it's very calm. And mm-hmm. obviously, I'm not compared to America because since I've been here, and again, I think it also depends on the time. Obviously, I came to America in 2016 when Trump became president, which mm-hmm. made a whole. Because now everything is so polarized here. It's like people are so easily triggered and angered, and everybody's fighting online and blah 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 blah. blah. Um, yeah, I mean Ghana. People get upset about the president. People argue and stuff like that. But they're they're not as sensitive, I would say, as people are here. Like here, oh my goodness. And I think, sorry, I thought I'm going off, but I think no, a lot of it has to do with just the history and the culture. Um, not to be serious, but. America, you know, historically dealt with slavery and racism, and they haven't fully addressed that. And I don't know if they ever will, but the mm-hmm. that are still seen, you know, 
there there is some reconciliation but there isn't in some areas and mm. that conflict that tenseness even if I don't see it I could feel it I don't know if that makes mm-hmm. sense because yeah yeah you mean in America or yeah just in, America yeah. in mm-hmm. general like when I talk about how everything is relaxed there it's not like that here because it's like and I was talking to someone else about this when when I'm back home you know like I'm a good mm-hmm. I'm a regular citizen it was not until I came here that you know I was like oh I'm a minority now you know like that's that's the label right. people place on me um that's yeah and that's mm-hmm. i think that's just a fact of the matter is like america is made up of different races what yep. is the majority mm-hmm. and obviously if there's a majority there's going to be minorities um right having, mm-hmm. having different races it can be good but it also creates a lot of conflict um it can, yeah. I, I think because of america's history and the way they've dealt with it that just creates this atmosphere of like tenseness and conflict and i know it wasn't always like that i feel like it's become worse since uh trump became president not blaming everything on him but just the yeah. and everything that it created um yeah. i but, think it definitely woke people up you yeah, know yeah for sure um but i know back home it's it's not i not to be i don't know well i don't i don't think it's being xenophobic for say right i do like the fact that we're all the same i do like the fact that there isn't any like obviously there's discrimination against classes but yeah that's why i said classism yeah mm-hmm. right right that's always gonna be there but even and that's not i feel like it's more of a personal thing but when i'm home i don't have to think about skin color i've i've never talked about skin color so much except since I came here, because it's such a big deal, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It is, and they make it a bigger deal, about, you know? Yeah, I don't have to think about that when I'm home, because, you know, there's other things to talk about, <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> um, but here, it's like, oh, this, this, and that. Um, Sorry, that was not a positive thing, but... <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, it's, it's real, like, I mean, that's a real, that's some real things that are happening, and even... I would even tell you, like, even when I go back to the Philippines, I'm half Filipino, mm-hmm. but, like, even just being there, like, I mean, I look more Filipino than, like, because that's the dominant, you know, dominant gene, anyway, that presented itself in me. But um, when I, like, when I go back to the Philippines and stuff, like, there's this feeling that I can't really get over, and it's that relaxed feeling that I can't, like, I can't put a finger on, but it's just, mm-hmm. like, people stop like staring at me or like you know what I mean? or like not even that like I like I get stared at so much here you know but like at the same time like there's this just this relaxation that I can't quite like you know put my finger on again but like it's just like like I can breathe like I don't know right. what, you know it's well, weird I mean yeah yeah but, yeah but I think I, I think I, I could gather what you're saying on that and that in that aspect of everything and then yeah the, the u.s like we still there's still so much that yeah again hasn't been addressed that kind of leaves people kind of like in these like awkward like we can't have that conversation because now's not the time not here yeah i don't really it's just there's always something you know like that's gonna like kind of like I mean whether it be your political party you're affiliated with um 
or if you're you know what I mean like if you're a Republican yeah. or a Democrat you know there's just some things you don't talk about and it's just like we need to be able to be so open about these things and address these issues without like fighting each other and beating each other beating each other in the face for it you know what I mean because it's just yeah it just gets it's heavy it's just it's heavy and the thing is is like you know I, I I always think about this um I think I even actually mentioned it in, in my previous conversation with Imbella in my pre- like the previous podcast uh, one in another podcast but basically there's this like and I can't get it out of my head there was this me myself was of this like moving truck and on the moving truck it said like your um feelings are or like it's basically talking about feelings or like basically whatever you keep in your thoughts in your head if you don't speak it out it just like it gets heavier or whatever Mm -hmm. basically and I was just thinking about it in that 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 concept and like just thinking about that moving truck like even just like if we're like a moving truck and like you know we don't we don't like we just keep putting something in it right and we never let it out like then it's just going to get heavier and the issue is going to get heavier. And just even the same, same sense of like in America, the more we're not talking about things or the more we're not like, or any place and really in the world, like if we're not talking about something, we're not addressing a certain issue. That issue is only going to get heavier and more problematic, you know? Yeah. yeah. So it's just, it's a constant theme. And I think that's one thing we need to keep learning from. Like, I think, if we're gonna repeat, or if we're, we're gonna choose not to repeat any cycle, it's to stay silent. We can't stay silent about the issues that are plaguing our nations. You know, like we have to really speak out. You know, uh, and then speak out also in love, because I think a lot of people speak out with hate and speak out mm-hmm. with like anger and like you know, a good good friend of mine, um, my friend Victoria, actually. Like, she even, like, talks about, like, you know, just in any any circumstance, like, if you speak with almost, like, this hostility, nobody wants to listen. You know what I mean? You just kind of, you just have to always speak with, like, some sort of aspect of, you know, understanding, love, and, like, you know, also some sort of tolerance to that person's behavior, even if it's wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. But, heh, we'll all learn one day hopefully we don't learn the hard way you know yeah but yeah not to get too off topic but yeah like so like I guess yeah but that's great things about Ghana and everything like um when do you think you'll go back uh I don't know hopefully next year um (laughs) life happens my life and then also you know corona <laughs> right you know it's funny how coronavirus is just like a a uh, factor in every plan right now like because <laughs> you just you don't know you really <laughs> don't like i mean because <laughs> yeah next year probably <laughs> let things clear up enough you know but like i mean i know for for one like just in the public health side of things like yeah like they're not going to be able to roll out a vaccine uh until like 12 months from now so like right so even just 12 months from now like they get the vaccine out on the market like the question then will be okay like if you get the vaccine you're good but then the other end of it is like like i guess that I, I would just hope that's the end all, you know, like we can we can go on with our normal lives, just like, you know, all these other vaccines that we we get, um, you know, all these other 
diseases we've gotten vaccine vaccines for like polio and hepatitis b and all these other different things like um yeah we don't have to worry about because we have the vaccine for it so hopefully it'll just be one of those things they apparently have 400 um what are the world health organizations that they have about 400 scientists working on it so um, i believe that one of those scientists um the odds are in our favor you know <laughs> let's just let's just hope because <laughs> i want to get i want to get um get moving again so how how's the quarantine been for you <laughs> um bro today was hard man that's why it's so hard for me to do work because like i i get distracted and it's like i i just procrastinate so i need to be around people mm-hmm. not like talking to people but just having somebody else sitting in the room somewhere it's like mm-hmm. oh, okay yeah i should be doing yeah. it <laughs> i feel you uh, i'm like that too like i like to get work done with people in the room like it's it's a weird feeling but i i do i do better that way i stay motivated <laughs> right yeah so yeah. Uh, oh what did you say i was just like it's okay i mean i'm getting used to it i guess i mean right now i'm just doing a lot of homework which is what's annoying like if i was watching a show i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> well you it's have just... my hulu so <laughs> I it's just homework and then i'll be good yeah my hulu is my hbo add-on for now anyway i can't promise it'll be there next week <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll do a, a different week trial and then and then we'll we'll, we'll cir- circulate it until this cor- uh, coronavirus or quarantine is over but um <laughs> Oh man, yeah, no, nah, it's it's tough out there. And for anyone listening, you better be staying home because I am not like I'm not trying to stay in here longer than I need to. You know what I'm saying? Adwa, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Ghana with you next time you go, though. You know, you should because I know you invited you me last time, but I couldn't I because support everything because we need to go. We need to set it up. We do, we do, like, for real. Like, I, like, I'm actually sad because I'm thinking about, like, why did I not, why didn't I go, like, in December? I was thinking, oh, I lost my job. That was what it was. Ah, <laughs> uh. uh, I forgot, you know, I'm just kidding. But, um, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, in, God, in God's timing, I will, I'll go with you. And hopefully that'll be next year next december or sooner i mean wait it's this december but like the thing is is about that would you go this december if everything cleared up um yeah okay yeah yeah for sure honestly whatever chance i get to go like i would go like mm-hmm. i would go this summer if i could but i can't because i'm doing my internship true um, um yeah, and whatever else is going on with the world too. <laughs> exactly, I would go, man. Man, that sounds so great. I'm going. I'm. I'm definitely. You know, Ghana has been on my list for a while too. So, I'll be so excited. Mm-hmm. And plus, I love y'all's food so much. Right, man. Yeah, Ghana is like I, I think you know y'all's food is just amazing. Like, and then you guys like boiled <laughs> eggs. Why do you guys like boiled eggs so much? Oh my goodness, I don't know who came up with that because first of all, that's that's a lie. <laughs> I don't know. 
who came up with that? Like, oh, Ghanaians like boiled eggs. No. Okay, we like boiled eggs, but we don't, like, have a plate of 12 boiled eggs for breakfast. Like, who... That really annoyed me, as you can see. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that. That's I mean, false. Maybe somebody... Okay, so, I mean, what I've noticed is you like to add it to things. Not like you ha- like to have a whole plate of it, but you like to add it to salad. I mean, at least this is what I've noticed. Yeah, rice. yeah. We salad, if we're having rice and stew, if we're having wache if what else yeah but i don't think it's like people make it seem like oh we're just obsessed with boiled eggs <laughs> there's a lot of memes i think there's a whole meme like meme thread associated with how much Ghanaians love boiled eggs i yeah i would send that. it to my i think i i don't know if i tagged you but i feel like i did or something i, I don't know but I, <laughs> I tagged some of my my friends in it just to annoy them but <laughs> <laughs> i just noticed it i was like oh boiled eggs huh no and then what, what was that whole <laughs> thing with cardi b and the boiled egg kebab go ahead and break that down for everybody no. like because I, I know that was a little bit of a stretch I don't really rem- I think I think okay I remember seeing a video of her eating kebab by the pool but the reason people are upset her whole trip to Ghana was a mess okay mm-hmm. first of all, I don't know who organized it but they need to be fired because <laughs> you know. so essentially she was only there for like 24 hours she was supposed to come and perform and then leave because she had already been to Nigeria mm-hmm. so but when she came there was apparently supposed to be a meet and greet and the timing was wrong or they didn't tell her because a bunch of Ghanaian celebrities showed up to meet her and apparently they were like sorry you can't meet with her she's not available right now and then they got upset and then you know there's a video of her eating a kebab by the pool and people are basically like haha she didn't want to meet with you she was too busy eating a kebab by the pool um and, you know, obviously, Ghanaian celebrities were upset. But, first of all, sad to say, but, like, nobody really thought you like that. Like, why are you in your film? It's, right, it's not that right. deep. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah. Even if... It was a mess, so... And then yeah. uh, there was another, she had done like Angry before with some other celebrity person. Mm-hmm. So stupid. And Ghanaian, sometimes we don't try. <laughs> like sometimes <laughs> we don't try at all. But we do. Don't try. So, anyway. Yeah. Oh. I think my signal went weak there. I hope it didn't like cut out too much. But um, yeah. But wait, wait. Who, who was who was the most problematic? Was it the Ghanaians or was it Cardi B? Because I was confused on who was actually being problematic. Because I know she was upset. It was Ghanaians. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Because you know, I was even getting a little bit defensive because I was like, wait, what? What is Cardi B saying about? Uh, <laughs> about everybody i was like hey wait a second but okay no i mean she was being typical cardi b the reason people were laughing at her is because she didn't she said gone additions <laughs> instead oh, yeah, of getting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um 
No, I mean, she was being typical Cardi B. It's just Ghanaians were just being extra, and whoever organized it didn't organize it well. Mm. Uh, mm. But, I mean, first of all, I'm kind of surprised of all people why invite Cardi B to come. Like, to me, that's a very unusual pairing. Right, right. Um, Nans, of all the American rappers, <laughs> like, he's not the one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel so, you on that, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like if you were going to, I don't know. Because, like, I, I mean, I think, like, anybody that was also because like even culture culture wise like i can't speak for Ghanaians or anything but like i know like it's typical in like developing countries and like especially like say philippines or something for people to be late all the time or for people not to like like i mean but i guess because she's like a high she's supposed to be like a high level like celebrity i guess there should be a little bit more planning that went into it but like I don't know. On my own end, I'd be like, I mean, obviously, I'm not Cardi B, but I'd be like, oh, time. What is time, right? Like, I mean, I guess because she was supposed to be somewhere at a particular time. Was that the whole thing? Or was that like... Yeah, she she went out to perform, but she never really got to it because the lights went out. Uh, oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Wow. Was it not a big concert or was it just like... I mean, I don't honestly. I don't think it was that big of a crowd. Um, like I said, out of all the people, I don't know why you'd invite Cardi B for a a single concert because they had already invited a lot of people, like for Afro Nation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she came with that, I would understand. But to have her own concert, yeah. I don't see a lot of people coming to that to just see her. Yeah, and I feel like people already spent all their money on Afro Nation at that point too. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because I was like, I was like, I was kind of wondering why she was there because I was kind of like, I know, I guess she she, she did the whole turn. Uh, what is it? Um, what is it called again? Um, year of return. Year of return. I think was that the reason? I feel like that's the reason she went, right? Or... I mean, I guess I know she had also gone to Nigeria. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah but I guess I don't know but yeah I guess the people it wasn't it wasn't a, a much of a priority it seems but huh? but uh yeah mm-hmm. that, I was just wanting to get the whole boiled egg egg thing out of the way like because you know because I saw that she had a boiled egg kebab that's the kind of where I was like what what that was interesting yeah I don't, I don't understand that nobody does that I've never seen that in my life <laughs> Right, right. Oh my goodness. But yeah. But you're going to do great things out there. And I know that like uh like you know, like especially with you in social work and uh Adjua's great graduating this year, May twenty twenty. It's not like, you know, obviously with everything going on, it's like in light of everything going on, I think we sh- every everyone that graduates in twenty sh- twenty should be given accolades, like double accolades or something, you know. Honestly, <laughs> for real, made it pandemic. <laughs> Man, graduating in the middle of a pandemic, like go get it, finishing all your courses, internships, like you all deserve accolades. Like I think everyone's making mm-hmm. fun right now, but like for real, like <laughs> we gotta, we gotta, we're gonna have to do big celebrations or something for for all of our graduates and you know people that accomplish all of the, all of everything that they did in the midst of everything like this is 
Whew, man. But yeah, I do. You're gonna, you're gonna make, you're gonna make. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're gonna, you're gonna change the world. And I know you're gonna. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And man, ugh, just get come over, come over and visit me in uh, Maryland or the DMV. Like we're going to have fun whenever this this uh, Rona virus has dis- dissipated. And, um, <laughs> and uh lifted lifted its you know curse i don't know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah ah, okay well it is 60 or well 67 minutes an hour and seven minutes so anyway i will let our listeners go but um yeah i'll, I'll talk to you probably at the other end and um check in on uh how your literature review is going and everything <laughs> i took you away from your work right any any last words um last words i don't know first of all don't i'm not an expert all right don't come for me (laughs) um uh, and i mean i felt like i mentioned i was more negative but no ghana is a beautiful place Mm -hmm. the people beautiful they have good hearts um and it's a great place. You should go visit whenever you get a chance. It's beautiful. But yes, yeah. yes. Ghana is beautiful. Like, I mean, from everything I've heard and every all the people I know from Ghana, like, man, I love I love Ghanaians. Like, I have my I have a whole special place in my heart for Ghanaians, you know? I, I don't want to know. So I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 but um, let's see. Um, but no, like, yeah, no, for real. And and I, and I hope anyone listening will know that, like, we're just trying to keep it real and just talk about, like, you know, issues. And but like, we're also just like, you know, but more moreover that, like, you know, while every every country has its negatives, like, you know, every country is just beautiful in, in, in its own, in its, in, 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 not in, you know, its own way, like on its own. Like, it's just like there's so many, so many things that, you know, you can you can learn from another culture. And like, you know, and I think. Like, if there's anything that someone can learn from Ghanaian culture, what do you think that would be? There's anything they can learn. Mm-hmm. Keep trying. Keep trying. <laughs> in what in, in what yeah. regard? Like, what, what what sense? Um, in all things, whether that's, like, you trying to accomplish something like you trying to be a doctor you trying to go to school whether that's in your job you trying to get into a certain position whether that's i don't know your country as a whole like despite what the circumstances are you know it does get better um so yeah i keep trying Mm -hmm. yeah yeah definitely and i honestly i think what I've learned from like a lot of my Ghanaian friends is yeah like that whole keep trying thing is just so true because like even even like some of my my close friends like the way I've seen them work hard and accomplish and do what they have like set out to do I'm just like wow like I've always inspired always like you know even just proud to know them as well as like man like it just even motivates me to do and keep going you know like it's it's really it's really inspiring and i noticed that from like like all the guardians i know i can i can i can i can um attest to that like man like 
yeah everybody's such hard working and like it actually reminds me i think you know i i, I the reason i also have a very special place in, in my heart for Ghanaians is because it reminds me of filipino culture in a sense of like in that sense um even in in the deeper sense of just how loving everybody is and how like accepting and like yeah like it's, it's always fun everyone always has a smile on their face and yeah it's cool ah. yep 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 yeah. <sighs> but anyway my dear thank you thank you for coming on my podcast and everyone thank you for listening to global x venture all right <laughs> i'll talk to you soon all right okay love you <laughs> love you <laughs>